wrong, but also still be creative and you'll have your own identity and Absolutely. be able to express your clothes, you know, you know like, because, yeah, when I was your son, like, we wasn't doing, our, <laughs> no, funny, our, our fashion was just, was, was not even, was literally, it was just literally, Ben's laughing, you're laughing, yeah, what was your fashion? I remember fashion? when I used to wear jogging bottoms, literally, when literally. I was out. That was the fashion back then. Yeah. I think my, I think my, my my biggest fashion crime was wearing Astro Turfs at, when I when I wasn't playing football. Of course. So, oh. so literally Astro- Are they the bright coloured ones? Oh, this was like oh, this was, this was like this was like yeah that, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. these were T nineties literally like and like I wore them with with um, jogging bottoms like a, a tracksuit, but I wasn't going to play football. It was just. <laughs> You know, you had you had no, you had no yeah, you had no sense of of fashion. But I feel like that's just as you grow older. Like even now, like I said, I, I like my certain colors. I'm not like I know what will like. I I, I play to my strengths. Yeah, I don't wanna yeah, yeah. like I'm not gonna be out trying to do something like so. Uh, ooh, like start wearing an- ankle trousers because <laughs> I know because as as a tall guy, I don't think it. <laughs> ankle swimming. Yeah, yeah, it won't look nice. Ankle trousers are they're good. No, <laughs> if I, maybe if if I was a bit short, maybe that would. But I don't. I don't think. Yeah, that's not. I've I've got slim legs. It's not yeah. I can't. You can't do everything. You know what I mean? You can't do everything. It's, it's the, the fault that counts. Yeah, like, so like even yes, yeah, so like I said, even with the Doc Martens, I'm not like, okay. They look kind of. They have quite a few. A few good ones, but I'm just yeah. like, nah. Let me just. Nah, <laughs> I can't. Let me. I can't, I can't, like, not that I worry about what people think, but I'm just like, nah. It's not really that would. You have to let it simmer a little bit. Maybe you'll get like an idea of what you could yeah. wear it with, and then it will be like, oh, okay, yeah. can do this. But I feel like there is a creative look, though. I feel like you have the creative look, and it's it's crazy. Even as she's in the book, they just you have that creative look. Okay, Matching. like yeah, because you won't you won't you won't see like a um. Well, I won't expect you to be like in a. Uh, the corporate attire, like, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, but it's right. like, you have that creative look, oh, like, oh, the rat, and the glasses make it all out. Like, <laughs> like, like you actually look like a children's rat. I don't, I don't know what it looks like, but you actually look like a children's rat. Well, guess like, what? I am one. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so, like, even segueing onto that, like, my sisters are not good at wrestling. Like, even the title as well, because normally, uh, like, with books on grief, it's pretty much, like, well, I would say, not kind of obvious, but it's quite interesting. So it, I think it's even more intriguing just knowing that, like, you know, it's a book about grief, but also the title. It's kind of, what comes to mind is that, okay, cool, maybe someone, a boy trying to wrestle with his sisters, or right. uh, I don't know what I mean. So like, just yeah. talk to us about, about the inspiration yeah. behind it. Yeah, so the title, my sisters are not good at wrestling. I think I'm kind of like, so I do a little bit of write. I've always done a little bit of writing. Like I'm a secret kind of closet writer. I write poetry and all of that stuff. And I have always sort of kept a journal of some sort. But I'm kind of abstract. So you kind of have to like get it. Yeah. And when we were writing this story, um, it's it's based on a dream that my son had. But the title itself, My Sisters Are Not Good At Wrestling, came about just... it's. It seems light, but it's actually deep, and that's the kind of that's that's how I roll. <laughs> so it's it kind of highlights that theme of somebody being missing. So although for my son in real life it wasn't that he was wrestling and his dad wasn't there, it was more of I remember in the lockdown when he wanted to go out and play football and stuff, and we're like, uh, no, 
uh, no, any sisters definitely don't want to play football. And he'd just kind of be like, I wish somebody could play football with me. So it was that element of missing, or you know when he does rough play, you know how boys are always like slamming people down. He'll do it to his sisters, they'll laugh the first time, second time, the third time they'll start crying, and he's like, oh, this is no fun anymore. So that's what the title's from, my sisters are not good at wrestling, kind of that... Yeah, just that sense of being disgruntled that the person he would usually do that football or rough play with oh, is not yeah. here. So it's kind of like, okay, my sisters are not good at wrestling. My dad's not here because he would have usually played wrestling with me. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's. No, that's that's are. dope. Even as I said earlier, even just the images, man. Like, and I think sometimes as well, it stands back to being, like, you know, like being the only guy in the household. Like, of course, yeah, it's yeah. You there's only so much you can. Um, how can I put it? Like, there's only so much you can understand from a boy's perspective. I'm not yeah, saying the yeah. women women don't know how to look yeah. up, but I feel like that lack of a male presence, you gonna you feel it. Like, uh, you you actually feel it because, yes, you know, you get to understand things from a female perspective, mm -hmm. woman's perspective, and things like that. But not having your father on that that will somehow, you may not say it straight, but it will somehow kind of yeah. affect you in some ways, or it might be something that oh, you know, like. Like you said, oh, I'm gonna, I wanted to wrestle. Mm, oh, mm. I can't, I can't play rough with the sister because mm, they got a tall mum. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, mm, you know, ten two five limp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's just exactly. that same things that you, you just highlight, and and that's essentially, you know, with with absence, isn't it? Yeah, you, you tend yeah. to miss the little things. It's not even almost like the big things. It's mm -hmm. just little things, and especially with children. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's not. Um, <laughs> I would say, like I said this before, I feel like children are, are smarter than we think, but right. often, you know, they, like us, they will deal with something, we might not understand it, right. it but, but that's them expressing their grief. Right. You know, they, they don't, they may not like talk or, but somehow it, it will come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, like, how did you find with the book, um, the process of it, um, you know, like introducing your children to the, I mean, did you tell them first or was it after you published Yeah, it? so it, it, it was literally a dream my son had. So everything that's inside the book, apart from like the title and stuff, he, he dreamt it and then I just kind of made it into a story. So he dreamt about it in his, in the, in I guess one of our most, I don't know if grief is a word, but I use it, griefiest seasons, yeah. probably within the year after his dad's death and because he died, um, my husband died in a car accident, it's quite sudden. So all of a sudden you have someone there and then you don't. Yeah. It's a surreal experience. So we were all grieving. And I remember with the children, it would be like, they would be fine. You know, kids play, they're resilient. They get distracted easily once you have, you know, people over or ice cream or something fun. But then at night time, I, th I found in the earlier days, that's when their grief came to light because that's when everything stopped and that's when it was time to go to bed and that's when, you know, they missed daddy. Part of it is probably because they didn't want to go to bed. But the other part of it is because, you know, they it's, it's the moment where they stop and mm. they reflect, you know, all day they've been busy. Um, so one evening my son went to bed and he had a dream and kind of, do a little bit of dreaming in our house. So it's a common question to ask, oh, did you dream about anything? So I think I must have asked him or he came to me and said, oh, mum, I had this dream. And I was like, oh, wow, so tell me about it. And then he narrated the dream to me and I thought, okay, wow, I need to write this down because he 
in the dream, like the book, he saw his dad and they went on this adventure together and they saw some things. Um, and he kind of, like he felt comforted in a sense, but also, you know, it made him miss his dad more, but he woke up feeling quite comforted and I wanted to remember that feeling. So I wrote it down. And then it was probably a few months later that I thought, actually, maybe we could make this into a book. And then I just spoke to my son about it and I thought, you know what, I think we should make it into a book. You know, it might help other children. It might help them to find comfort in knowing, you know, that their loved ones are okay. They're in a different place um, and, you know, they're, they're okay. They're probably having fun and just, yeah, just kind of brought to the imagination what this other place looks like. And in the book, it's painted colourfully and beautifully and you see all different people there. So, um, so yeah, I said that to him and he was like, okay, good idea. So we started talking about it. So I wrote the first draft and the second draft. And when I read it out to him, he started crying the first few times. So it was quite an emotional process. I think probably, you know, maybe the third or fourth draft he was able to read it without crying. But I specifically remember the first draft. When I read it back to him, he cried. And then even when, when the book was created as well, when we took it home and, you know, they're all excited about it. But the first read was like, oh, wow. <laughs> because it's their story. You know, they could see themselves in it. And it, you know, highlighted their loss a little bit. But, you know, as we, we've read through it and stuff, you know, they, they love it. But it was just acknowledging those feelings that they had as yeah. well. And I think that's healthy because children aren't always able to process with words how they're feeling. And I think it's okay to feel sad or to miss your loved one. And, you know, if they sit with those feelings inside, I can't imagine, you know, what that must feel like yeah. for them. So it's better for them to kind of get it out. And in the back of the book, there's some resources of, you know, how you talk to children and I know my daughter, my first daughter, she's really creative. So she likes drawing. So she paints pictures. It runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's, um, she puts her creativity out in that way. And also, you know, when she's, you know, feeling upset or whatever, she just draws just naturally anyway. But that's an outlet for it. And I think it's good to encourage your children and give them vocabulary and words to discuss their grief, but also give them activities that they can do and that you can do with them as well to just channel that out and process it and have those conversations where it's not awkward. Because I think as parents or as caregivers, having those tough conversations when someone's died is difficult because you're hurting for them as well. You're hurting for yourself, yeah. but you're also hurting for them. And you kind of don't really want to talk about it. But I think when we don't talk about it, I think it does more damage than mm. than good. So um, that's the mission that I'm on. I want us to be able to have those conversations with our children or children close to us to just talk about it, but lightly, but deep enough to to make an impact. Um, and I hope this book does that as well. Yeah, so no, no, I think I gave you a, a long answer to a no, short question. No, no, it's <laughs> this, this fine. I think it, it's good because even when I was, I was, I was intrigued. I'm like, I'm a kid. I'm like, I'm like all these pictures, but I think it's, it's the quite. The pictures a, are beautiful. The illustrator, Susan. Like, shout out to. She didn't. Su I don't want to say. Susan Imina. Is that, that's your, that's yeah, your friend, right? Yeah. Listen, the illustration is, is good. Let me just put that in the caption. <laughs> she did an amazing job. Susan Imina. Amazing job. Um, <laughs> 
Obviously, and shout out to you as well, of course. Like, this yeah, is a, yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah, good idea. The, it, the combination, the pictures really brought the story to life. So, And it was good working with someone that um, knew our story, knew our family's yeah. story, because she was able to um, just capture it so beautifully. And I remember during the process, she would send me pictures like, this is what I'm thinking and this is what I'm drawing. And I was so excited. I'm like, okay, when are you gonna finish the book? What's it looking yeah. like now? What's this picture? Um, so she did an amazing job, amazing yeah. job. Yeah, like even on Oxford, even with the, just touching on the pictures, like was she like your first choice or did you go through, like go through other I, illustrators? Honestly, I didn't. Um, and because I, I know her, um, she she is absolutely talented. She does a lot of creative things. She's a podcast. She's f does film, and she had recently got back into drawing at the time. Yeah. And I think before she even did any books, I was like, will you illustrate my book? And she was hesitant. She was like, oh, I'm not sure. I was like, you know, please. So in the meantime, by the time I had written the story and got my final story edited before I gave it to her, she had done her first book by then. So mine, I think, if I'm right, is the second book sh oh, that she's okay. done. So that's why but she's a bit... Yeah, yeah, but she did an amazing <laughs> no, job. No, she did, man. So I'm planning to have, I think I was telling you earlier, but I'm planning to have a series of books nice. um, that just talk about different things about grief. Um, and there'll be a continuation of different characters that come in and mostly based around children and their perspective on grief and stuff. But yeah, I'm hoping that she'll do my illustration yeah, for no, me as even, well. Even the drip, man. Like, so even just doing oh, that, honestly, honestly, like, so like in terms of, obviously you had the, had the ideas to do illustrations, but in terms right. of choosing, like the do work, yeah, 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 even, yeah. It's like I'm saying, even even like, what's that? Is that, is that meant to be nice? I'm not sure. Well, yeah, even, even yeah, ways, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It, it was actually. Nice. It's 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 a picture of um, my son's trainers that he had at the time. They like it's not branded, but they are. I can't remember what pair they were but they were a really new current pair but it goes back to the fact that my husband was a sneakerhead he I, loved yeah, okay. trainers so i wanted to make sure that that was represented yeah. in the book you know to do him justice so he would like he's the sneakerheads that will wait that were like when a new release is coming up we'll be trying oh, to buy it, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he wasn't he wasn't quite the camping outside <laughs> Yeah. One yet, nah. but he would enter all the competitions. We'd go looking for it. If he goes shopping, if he's more than an hour, he's gone to a sneaker shop. And him and my sister were, were sneakerheads as well. So anytime they go out to buy something, yeah. they're, they're not going to be back for hours. And you, they'll come back <laughs> with like, and they're like, I had to, we had to, we had to get it. it, it so I really wanted to make sure that I did that justice because um, he was, yeah, he was he was really I don't know if you call it cool, drippy, whatever. No, but definitely, it seemed like he was a drippy guy. Man. <laughs> I can, I can he, tell, he, I can tell, man. He was. So I wanted to do runs in the family that and show that in. So like the illustration is true to life in terms of you know what he was wearing and pictures yeah. and you know the kind of shoes. So I I I said to Susan, I said, can you make sure that he wears these shoes because they were one of his favorites. Yeah. So I showed her the picture of the shoes. I think they were um ah oh, some elephant print something. I've forgotten the name of it now. But yeah, I was like, okay, can you make sure that he's wearing those? So it was to do it was to do him justice. Yeah, no, you, you did you, you guys did a good job. Like, even just 
Honestly, I, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, I think I'm, I'm not even a kid, but I, I know you did mention um, it's not just for kids, obviously. No, no. Adults no. can benefit, absolutely. use as a resource as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think it's just, it It talks about grief in a way that it doesn't, it doesn't actually talk about grief, but it, it the, the pictures and the storyline so say a thousand, you know, tells a thousand stories about grief and the feelings behind it without actually saying it. So it's that element of kind of being abstract that I love, but it also really, it just it just talks to us about that. And adults can find it really helpful as well because it's just pictures mm. and it's stories and you can get lost in the pictures. There's so much I, I in there and there's so yeah. much color in there and there's so many things to think about. So there is a part that um, in the book where you know, my son said in when he narrated the story to me that he saw his grandparents, some of his grandparents who were, you know, also late that he'd never met before. And, you know, in in the story, it shows that. And then there's a park that they go to. So it's called the Golden Park where they play in. And, you know, there's there's also children there and they're playing on the swings and sliding and hanging and look like they're having fun. And, you know, it speaks to other losses as well because there are people that have lost siblings and, you know, children who've lost and all of that. So it says it without saying it. And I guess the the what the story is saying is that our loved ones you know, may not be here, but we believe that they're somewhere else where they're good, they're having fun, they, you know, see all these beautiful things, they get to play in a golden park, and they're okay, and one day we'll meet again. And I think that's the comfort um, that we found, and we wanted to share that with other people and hope that they would find some comfort in this too. No, it's nice. I was even going to ask, like, so now that you've, the book is out, do you feel that it's helped like, your kids like deal with the grief more or, or is it has nothing really changed? Um, I think so. I think so. I think the whole process, I think the most powerful thing is how they see it help other people. Yeah. So there's um, a friend of ours who... Um, that's a friend to the family that, you know, sort of emails us back and forth, um, an older gentleman. And we sent him a copy of the book because he lost his dad when he was a lot younger. I'm sure he's in his 70s now, but he we sent him a copy of the book. And Yotam, my son, wrote um, a bit in the book to say, you know, I thought this might be helpful to you. You kind of know how it feels to, you know, lose a dad. And the email that he sent us, and when we read it out as a family, it was overwhelming. He was just like, it was so beautiful that it really touched him. And this is a 70-year-old man who's reading this children's book. And, you know, he, he said that he wanted to write, he probably responded to us on a Saturday. He wanted to respond on a Thursday, but he said he couldn't find the words. Like, he just needed to, like, gather his thoughts and all of that and put it in the email. So I think when we read things like that and when we get feedback from people, it's like, oh wow, this actually, it, it touches something. Mm. And I guess yeah. it helps you be connected to other people because my children see that actually there are people in there that that get it, that get this somewhere, people out there in the world that get it. And you know, that they're not alone and it's the same type of feelings that they feel. So yeah, I think it, I think it helps us and I think it helps other people so yeah I think 
it's definitely it's definitely added a different layer to our I guess healing journey mm. what you call it no that's good bro yeah like it's something I was saying earlier literally I was thinking looked about yeah I'm not I'm not by the way this is like it's very a very a work of art but I was thinking okay maybe 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 it took her because before you when you told me I was like oh maybe it took her maybe like six six Three months or something like, <laughs> yeah I was like yeah, oh like, yeah. because the thing is I'm looking at I'm thinking okay like pictures and words but yeah there's a of course there's a lot that goes into it yeah but it's it's not actually a year of work because I, I consulted another friend of mine who has also written a book or two books now and I said you know how long does the process take and she said oh a year and I was like oh. oh is that is that a year a year from like the idea of it to the releasing of the book oh right okay. and I was like oh it shouldn't take that long yeah but in 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 just the time that it takes to do things and then you get it to the illustrator and then you edit and then you look for someone to print it out and then oh, you, right. so That's all of those little like. bits yeah. It takes about a year, yeah. so okay. so it's okay. not like yeah. full on <laughs> work, yeah. but just the other little bits oh, and right. pieces. Oh right, I get you. Okay, because I was thinking it was a, a, a year writing. A year. No, no. Oh no, right, no, right. No, okay, no, no. see that makes, no. that makes sense. And and it, I'm sure it can be done quicker. But for us, you know, I have a job, I have family, yeah, yeah, of course, all yeah. of those things, and other projects that you know you're working on. Yeah. So for us, it t- it took about that long. So I was surprised myself that it. I was like, oh, surely it shouldn't take that long but it did from start to finish but I'm I'm glad that it took that long because there were a few changes in between edits all of that and yeah I'm yeah I'm happy with the the end result. right so it's good it's a good product even just like the um because you know some people like, I'm guessing is it self self yeah. what was that like again that's part of you know the thing that takes the time as well isn't it it's the it's the how do I become self-published? What do I need to do? You know, yeah, all of those questions. All of those researches. Is it like because um, you know, obviously, publish, publish, and and self. Do you make decision because you felt like it was? I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, why do you decide to do it? So, so my reasoning is, I just wanted full creative control of oh, okay. of it one, and then also I didn't want to be held back by, okay, you can't produce this, okay, you don't have a publisher, all of that stuff. And I guess I I, I was thinking with the long-term view that actually I want to write some more books. Yeah. So um, I know that in the series when we're talking about children and grief, there's going to be at least five books in the, se- in the series and nice. then hopefully more because I guess my grief journey has meant that you know a lot of things have changed and a lot of things have broken so who i was before i kind of don't fit into that box but i know that as a child one of the first things i wanted to do first career choice you know when you ask a child what do you want to be when you grow up i want to be a fireman i want to be a ballerina mine was a writer really yeah so it's like you know it's kind of like yeah nothing to do with finance at all no 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 so i wanted to be a writer and i remember writing stories and and that's what i wanted to do and i guess grief is kind of you know in some way or another everything is broken so maybe i've a little bit has gone back to like a clear blank canvas and it's like 
actually, you know, and I find myself, you know, being an author and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is mm. me. Um, so yeah, with that in mind, I know that now that I've been able to write one book, there'll be many more books. So I wanted to also have, you know, just that control of that. Um, but obviously with self-publishing means that you have to fund things, yeah. you know, financially yeah. yourself and all of that. But I'm hoping that it will work out in the long run. Yeah, like it must be, because I always thought that self-publishing, it's, it's compared to a publisher, of mm -hmm. course they, I'm sure they do certain the legwork, but yeah. like you said, you have to think of, you want that control. Yeah, it it is hard work though, because you have to do the marketing and then you have to do all of that stuff. And then you're an author, so you're not, you're not skilled in marketing so you're mm. either going to outsource or you know all of these different things so that's why i said even with the process of the book it takes so long because you're like oh i have to do this what does this mean <laughs> and you have to like yeah. figure things out but i'm so lucky that i have a couple of friends who are authors so a friend of mine titi is an author um and another friend polina is also an author so i i was able to go and ask them these questions and get a little bit of insight um from them and that's been helpful but yeah you're kind of you don't have it all you don't have it all when you self-publish but i'm hoping that it it will work out so what was um the process like of writing a book even though you had other commitments mm. to attend to or what was um how did you manage to, to balance that so the actual writing i think i came up with a first draft like overnight, one of those nights that I had insomnia, I couldn't sleep, fresh it out, wrote it, but it was a first draft. So it wasn't really much of a story. Um, and I sent it to Susan, the illustrator, and I was like, okay, this is the first version of a book. And she's like, okay. Um, she's very creative in storytelling. She's like, it's gonna be a powerful story, but it needs to be more of a story. So went back to the drawing board and then rewrote it again. Oh, so was she the to editor, editor as well as illustrator? She wasn't the editor, but as a good friend of mine, oh, she just oh, said, nice, ah, Abby, I think, you know, it's beautiful. I think, you know, just a little bit more storytelling. Cause I think she was doing a storytelling course at the time. Oh, so she just okay, gave me some, nice. you know, some insight to that. So I went away. So I probably did about three or four edits that I was satisfied with and kind of just built the storyline of, you know, my sisters are not good at wrestling and, you know, the key, like made it more into a story and the key themes, but also I tried to stay true to the things that my son saw in the dream because I wanted to make sure that it was documented somewhere. Cause as, we're, as when he grows up, he'll begin to forget the detail of some of that stuff. Um, so I just wanted also for that to be there somewhere mm. where he could access it and also people can access it. But yeah, it took a, it took a few edits um, and even up until the last minute, you're still editing. You know, I when I ordered the books, I wasn't excited when they came because I was so afraid that after ordering these hundreds of books, I was gonna find like a spelling mistake oh. somewhere. <laughs> Oh, that, that so be... my heart I was just like I had you know um, friends of mine check over we went through word by word line by line just to make sure change things yeah, over multiple times but I was still so petrified that yeah that there was going to be some mistake um, 
thankfully I don't think there's there's any so then you know after I, I don't think I could even read it the first when I first received the batches of the physical copies of the book because mm -hmm. I was just so petrified <laughs> when I finally did though um I was like oh wow okay all right and then I think all the nerves kind of settled yeah. and then when I got people's responses to the book as well yeah that just affirmed me and yeah just so it was it was a long process there's many things to it so that's the writing part but then there's also the researching part like okay how do I become self-published what do I do yeah. all of these little stuff um that kind of come up that you don't really notice yeah. um, and getting an illustrator and then getting a designer to format the book and then all of those different steps. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it was a journey. <laughs> it was a journey. I learned a lot of lessons along the way as well. And then you, you, you've done it and now that you've done it, it's like, okay, when you go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier. Yeah, yeah, well, there's a platform to start from this time because yeah. I, I had no experience before. So now I have a bit more experience. So I know where I'm gonna start from. And yeah, just, I guess, improve and also then, yeah, be able to, to do more. No, that's impressive, man. Like, especially on, on your first goal as well. Like, it can't be easy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just yeah. knowing. Oh, okay, I'm gonna do this, <laughs> like, you know. But but at the end of the day, it's here. You've done it. Yeah. And I'm sure your kids are proud. Oh yeah, they are. I mean, my youngest daughter, who's four, she 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 the first few days she took the book to school. She showed everybody. Book made the teachers cry. <laughs> they read it out a few times. Our local school as well. They have it. But my daughter used to bring it to school every day. Now she just has a copy in school permanently yeah. in her classroom sitting there and they're like this is my mum's book oh, and so you know crazy. this is about us they're really really proud of it so they're really really proud and they and we do actually read it at home as well well how, how often do you read it um we probably don't read it as like every day but we alternate so i'd say maybe once or twice a month or so but my youngest daughter probably reads it more in school as well that's not that's not bad. I yeah. think it's, it's it's good to have have something for them that they can um, remember. Yeah. By yeah. Honestly, like, and it's, it's such it's such a creative way as well. Yeah. Like pictures and because kids they they're gonna be waving. I say kids even as me as an yeah. adult. Like, I'm, <laughs> you get I'm you get back drawn into the, <laughs> the you get drawn with the, into with the pictures it. and yeah. stuff. So it's it's good. Like um, but just on a last note, where can people like find it? Um, you know, I you, you I know. You, Amazon probably yeah what other places can if you go onto Amazon um you can find it there so just put it in my sisters are not good at wrestling yeah. and then if you go onto my own website so I'm passionate obviously about writing like I've mentioned but also just building resilience in children and families so that's some work that I'm doing so I'm building my um brand um, based on that and I'll have some workshops coming up soon oh, wow. but you can um find that at www.ineveryseason.co.uk and you can also um, buy the book on there too. So it's 
a little bit cheaper on my website than it is on Amazon, so I'd recommend going is there. It, is it? Uh, <laughs> what's the point? Wherever it is, is it like what's the what's the um discrepancy? Is it is it crazy? Is it <laughs> no, no, two no. pound or five pound? <laughs> <laughs> no, so it, the book is eleven ninety nine on my website on Amazon. By the way, I'm not saying I'm going to go. I'm just saying I'm just trying to give people you know where they can find them. No, not not me, not me. I'm gonna buy it from the website where it's the full price. Just yeah, let me just yeah, make that clear. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You could you could buy it at on the in every season website and I'm sure you'll you'll put the description everywhere um that this goes as well. And there'll be a second version coming out. So I said there'll be a series of books. because uh, my girls are not happy that their brother has a whole book to himself. So they're oh. like, We need our book. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. their book but is coming. <laughs> okay, so is is it like well I don't know how much you can share, but is it gonna yeah. be like another dream? Or? Um, no, it's not another dream, but it is um, looking at grief through a child's perspective. Okay. So we're going to be looking at, um, yeah, actually, I'll. No, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We're going to be looking at. <laughs> so just so we leave it there. So what, all in all, it's just looking at. Grief we're looking at her. grief from a child's eyes. So all the books eyes. in this series, there's going to be a child or a couple of children as the main character, yeah. and they're going to be telling a story oh, okay. that's linked. To so, grief. Okay, yeah. that, that's what you can say. And that's okay. what okay. I can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> you have to get me on next time when yeah, the yeah, second yeah, book yeah, is yeah. out. When the, yeah, when the when the <laughs> other series comes out. No, no, we appreciate this. Um, because I feel like the reason why I um wanted to get you on is because I feel like this is not spoken about. Yeah. Actually, children's grief and how children deal with grief. Because again, when we came and we spoke about how you dealt with your grief and yeah. we spoke how we dealt with our grief in general, but I feel like it's just good to have that. Um. I would say that wider conversation about kids as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you being a parent, so young question, yeah. you understand firsthand like what it's like because yeah. you know, like I say before, kids are they, we, they're smarter than what we give them credit for. Absolutely. You know. Um, Absolutely. Well, no, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Um, Great. I'm only thinking about the time because I know you wanted to <laughs> do some stuff as well. But um, yeah, I mean, what, any 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 last thoughts for? Yeah, I'll probably say, you know, well well done. Yeah, done congrats. A great job, you Thank know, you. you're gonna help a lot of kids that are going Thank through you. this um issue of grief and obviously, you know, we've all kind of spoke about what, what we need to speak about. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, keep going. Thank you. So I'll say. And by the way, for those that are listening and watching, we actually had Abby back on we had a what episode did we have on? Episode uh, was it did we do two parts? It was two parts, wasn't it? No, 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 no. It was, it was one. one. We had yeah. you. Lo- was it last year? Last year? Lo- was it the lot? Was it last? No. Last year, really? year was before. Was it this time last year? No. Mm. Sometime last year. Yeah. Before summer. Yeah, sometime. Be- I thought it was during lockdown, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. So obviously we had Abby on talk about her story with grief. Because mm-hmm. um, there was another girl, Abby, called Abby as well. Yeah, so it was, I can't remember what was it called, but it would have been the one talking about being young and widowed or something. Yeah, yeah. so I think that's, epi- I'm not going to guess the episode number. <laughs> kind of had a few episodes deep now, but check that out. Yeah. Um, you know, because that w- that was quite moving as well, given, you know, like I said, that is, yeah, I, I don't want to t- say too much. I mean, they, I will let them go check it out. Yeah, yeah, let them um, go check it but out. But this has been a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, no, thank um, you. So my sisters are not good at wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but at the website where it's more <laughs> not at where no we're not Amazon. The, on the website, the website in every season website, it's yeah. Eleven at nine. We've got to support fully, not you know, no <laughs> Yeah. No middlemen. <laughs> no. 
I just before we go also, I just wanted to show one of the last pages in the oh, book. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. The... And it's about supporting bereaved children. So it's just, you know, like I spoke about, just the element of listening to children and being able to listen to them when they talk and share their feelings. And also that creative element yeah. about just encouraging them to have an outlet and also just be honest with them. You know, a lot of the time we try to mask things about loss, like, you know, the person has gone away or they're not here. But actually using words death and died are quite helpful because it helps them, yeah, just understand, you know, loss properly. Yeah. Um, and also getting help and help looks like many things. So, yeah, and there's a few resources for children and for adults as well back here. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that part as well. No, that's dope, man. That's very dope. Um, oh, Winston Wish. Oh, is that your um? Oh, okay. Yeah. So my web my website is also at the back of the the book. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. No, I think that's amazing, man. Like, just giving your flowers of this was honestly like a, a year. I was I was thinking, wow, damn, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> doing it by yourself, so it couldn't have been easy. Um, yeah. So with the next one, are you still gonna do self self published or? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So um, yeah, we are a publisher now. So. Nice, nice. In every season books, we'll be publishing more books. I mean, are you sticking to children's? Uh, after you, you've completed uh, your five, your... You know, let's see. Let's so I, I'm see. I'm not giving it to myself. I'm just, let's you know, see. Just, like, I mean, I'd, I'd, yeah. Let's see, let's see. You have to watch this space, so... No, it's good, it's good. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. It's all good, all good. Been listening to Thinking Out Loud. Um, please subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Amazon... Uh, well, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> um, Republican. What's the one? Yeah. Yeah, and also follow Abby as well. Yeah. Um, yours is at In Every Season. At In Every Season on Instagram. Website is www.ineveryseason.co.uk. I also have a podcast, so you can find me everywhere. They said that podcasts are as well. Yes, uh, all, <laughs> so all the major Spotify's platforms. Spotify yeah. the Apple Music, Anchor, everywhere. And it's called In Every Season Podcast. Um, yeah, follow me. Thank you. Nice, nice.